well, one of the last that we ended on, and it was actually the last, last one of the day, we got stuck at the bottom. We'd gotten lost getting there. We got stuck at the bottom and everyone was like, let's just go home. We're so over it. And I said, you know, if we're here, we might as well get out, hike to the top and take a look. And we did. We got to the top, saw the view, and I called everybody up and was like, I think this is it. Welcome to Behind the Stays, a podcast that shares the stories behind your favorite Airbnbs, boutique hotels, and hospitality brands, and the hosts, operators, and entrepreneurs who have brought them to life. Every Tuesday and Friday, you'll meet the military veterans, the retired flight attendants, tech entrepreneurs, the school teachers, the single moms, and the real estate investors who are all, in their own unique ways, shaping the future of travel and hospitality. Discover how these visionaries from all over the world have built chic cabins in the mountains, designed bohemian bungalows on the beach, erected eclectic off-grid and nature-immersed escapes, and so much more. Behind the Stays is brought to you by Spontaneous, the internet's best destination for last-minute Airbnb deals. You can subscribe for free at Spontaneous.com. And I'm your host, Zach Buzicruz, co-founder and CEO of Spontaneous. All right, friends, enjoy the show. So I met up with a few buddies a couple weeks ago for a happy hour, and we started talking about buying Airbnbs. Now, my friends are smart, savvy dudes in their late 20s and early 30s, and we all love discussing ways to diversify our investments, but few of us are interested in investing in real estate like our parents did. The whole like traditional single-family home thing seems, seems kind of boring to us, but we all admitted that owning a vacation home, or perhaps even a few vacation homes, was something that each of us was really interested in, something that we, that we all desire. Now, in my friend group. I'm the resident short-term rental expert since I host this podcast. So naturally, the conversation morphed into a discussion. And we were talking about whether Airbnbs were actually worth the investment, what people do about property management, how investors in this space think about design and amenities of these homes, uh, etc. And and that's when it happened. One of my buddies remarked, I just wish there was a way to, you know, try out the whole Airbnb ownership thing before actually pouring my life savings into a bungalow in Joshua Tree. His comment was truly serendipitous since I had literally just been acquainted with a new startup in the space called Summer, who helps investors do just that. And yes, you guessed it, folks. I reached out to Summer, and they were gracious enough to become a behind-the-stays partner. So I want to tell you a little bit more about their gradual ownership model. And I'm going to do so in just about 10 to 15 minutes from now. And I want to talk to you a little bit about why it's the smartest way to own a vacation home, especially if this is like your first vacation rental home. But first, Here's a quick teaser. When you partner with Summer, they help you find a vacation home that matches your criteria, and then they buy the home for you. Okay, so you pay a down payment for as little as 15%, and then get this, if after two years, you've realized that the vacation rental life just isn't for you, they will refund you your whole deposit. Like, no questions asked. Now, I really want those of you who've been listening to the show for a while but don't own any of your own Airbnbs, or those of you who might like to have another one to two STRs in your portfolio, I want you to follow the link in the show notes below and learn more about how Summer might be the right partner for you to help you grow your business or to help you get into the space for the first time. So more deets to come soon. Get excited, folks. But for now, onto the show. Oh, and by the way, you can access the link, the special link to learn all things about Summer in the show notes below. But for now, back to the episode. 
In just a moment, you'll meet Taylor Bates, the creator of the Afton House, a stunning luxury home made for gathering and nestled in the heart of Virginia wine country. Growing up, Taylor wanted to be an architect or a Fortune 500 CEO. She's always loved the intersection of marketing, design, and business. After working in a few marketing management and nonprofit leadership roles, Taylor wound up starting her own boutique interior design firm, focusing on residential and commercial projects. And it was around this time when the idea of building a luxury short-term rental that was conducive to multifamily stays first began to percolate. Tune in to hear the story behind how Taylor designed a truly unforgettable stay in Afton, Virginia, her process for approaching a design project, the room she loves designing most, and the room she loves designing least, <laughs> what it was like getting approached by Wander about joining the Wander Network, which is Wander's new managed service option, and so much more. All right, friends, without further ado, get ready to meet Taylor. All right, Taylor, we are live. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, I'm really excited for this chat. Uh, we very recently yeah. met on Instagram, and we were just chatting right before we hit yeah. live, and we're not too far away from each other. We're like a, we live a couple hours away from each other, which is which is crazy. Right. I, I had no idea you were in Richmond, and I'm in uh, McLean, just outside DC. Yeah. Although we kind of joke in Richmond that we avoid DC like the plague because like it's one of those things that you like get up there and you get stuck and then you never get home and so yeah I wish I took advantage of the proximity to DC more often but it is unfortunately one of those places that I just don't get to very often. Yeah, well, ninety five is just horrible. No matter the time of day, no matter the season, it's just it's just awful. Mm -hmm. So I don't blame you. It is. It's pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, good. Well, no, no hard feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one of my uh favorite things to ask folks who come on the show is just yeah. uh, to get to know them a little bit better is if someone were yeah. to ask you as like a 10 year old what yeah. you wanted to be when you grew up like what what would you say so like if I were to ask you yeah if I were to talk to Taylor as a 10 year old and say hey what do you want to be when you grow up like what what, what do you think you would have said I can't recall if I was between, well, I was between a couple of things at that point. And I can't recall if it was architect or fortune 500 CEO. Okay. So very strong, um, firstborn type a driven, uh, I, I praise God that those are not either of my jobs, <laughs> but I guess the argument could, could be said that I'm maybe tangentially tied to a couple of those things still. So yeah, yeah no, it was, I guess a weird time in my life. 10. Well, hey, I mean, that yeah. I think that to me that that screams like dreamer. It it screams like entrepreneur. It screams like, yeah. hey, you know, the possibilities are are endless. Which I mean, you, yeah. you you've done a lot of really cool things, and we're we're here today to talk about the Afton House and and, and your and yeah. your design studio. And so, yeah. I, I don't know from from like an outsider's perspective, you're not you're not too far. Maybe not Fortune 500 CEO, <laughs> but like trending yeah. in that direction for sure. Yeah. <laughs> We generally just make up a whole bunch of stuff and half of it sticks and we go with it. So. <laughs> uh, I love it. Well, well speaking of that, yeah. like what, what, yeah. what is the story of the Afton house? Can you tell us a little bit about what the house actually yeah. is and then like the story behind it? Yeah. So, um, in 2019, I remember we had gotten away. We had won a silent auction trip to a house out in that area. And it was such a great trip for our family. I could really just see like my husband got, he was really relaxed in that area. And we had loved it just because of there's so many uh, vineyards and wineries and just fun things to do hiking. Um, and then 
just fun to go with the kids and explore. Yeah. And so I had kind of written off maybe second houses or the concept of another house because I knew how much one house yeah. just took a time and energy and effort to maintain. Uh, but I had been joking with my mom's husband about building him an Airbnb in the area. And this was um, actually the day after Christmas in 2019. He's like, all right, let's go look at land. And I was like, wow, that's not the, the answer I anticipated. But, uh, you know, I'm driving out there we're in the backseat looking at Zillow and like looking at some lots. And it was a very loose you know, let's, this will be fun for today. Not a big deal. Well, one of the lots that we ended on, and it was actually the last, last one of the day, we got stuck at the bottom. We'd gotten lost getting there. We got stuck at the bottom and everyone was like, let's just go home. We're so over it. And I said, you know, if we're here, we might as well get out, hike to the top and take a look. And we did, we got to the top, saw the view and I called everybody up and was like, I think this is it. I think we accidentally found the piece of property that we're supposed to buy. And so, um, Fast forward, we closed in the pandemic. Wow. It was the weirdest thing. Our businesses were shut down. We thought we were absolutely crazy for going ahead and buying this land. And so we just sat on it for a while. And actually, a friend of ours who has some short-term rentals after church one day was chatting with us. And he was like, well, why wouldn't you want to make that land profitable? And then you can use the house at the same time. And it just was like, you know what? He's right. Yeah. And so that kind of got the ball rolling again on why we were like, okay, we can do this. Let's just take it bite by bite. Like, you know, nothing too crazy. And so it was a year or so of site development because it didn't have a really good road. We had to put in a whole bunch of like, well, and you know, just the whole nine yards and an undeveloped piece of property. Wow. And then about a year and a half of building. So, wow. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been crazy, but the heart and the hope for the house was that we would be building a space that would be used for gathering. So for our family, it's Sleep 16, which we really kind of were intentional in how we designed it. Um, one th thought that I had is I almost wanted these concept of pods. Mm. So I know how hard it is to get my own kids to bed. So as I was designing the house, I really wanted to have like a primary suite and a bunk room almost attached. So it was like when we go with my sister and her family, they can go do bedtime routines, they can put their kids down, and then we can all reconvene and have a glass of wine and chat after. But it's one of those things that like, I think once you start mixing families, I know the reality is like, my kids won't sleep if they've got <laughs> friends around. So like, sleep is still important regardless of where you're at. And so that's kind of the, the design and the, the idea behind some of the the floor plan decisions we made for the house. Well, I mean, it's absolutely stunning. And I know that our, our listeners can't see the home and we'll, we'll have a link <laughs> of course in the, in the show notes where people can go check it out, but it's, it's truly, yeah. truly beautiful, which I guess well, shouldn't you. be too surprising since, since you have a design background. So can you tell us a little bit about like, uh, and again, I first found, I found the, the place on Instagram. Yeah. I don't know if it was a real someone shared or something, but that that's how yeah. I stumbled upon you guys. And I was like, Oh wow. That's awesome. I was like, how is this place? Like, oh, this is close to <laughs> us. Like I want to rent. Yeah, place, right? you should come down. And, uh, yeah, and, and, yeah. But it was just—I mean—the design was 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 just absolutely, absolutely well, stunning. You. Um, so thank you. W w you are you have a design studio? Is that, is that like your full time gig? Like, talk to us a little bit about you as a designer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny because people ask me what I do every day, and I'm like, I don't really know. I just make it up <laughs> each day. But um, so my formal training and education is in nonprofit leadership and marketing and went to work for Capital One, started doing that whole Fortune 500 thing. Um, and then my husband is an orthodontist and we own orthodontic offices here in Richmond. And so I had been designing offices for our business and really kind of thought about design as like a something that couched under marketing mm. in that if you can change the narrative for people, especially in something like a dental space where people don't necessarily love to go to the dentist or the orthodontist. So 
we took a stab at an office here in 2020 um, and really made it look like and feel like a coffee shop. Mm. And that's resonated well with people. So even then thinking about design as an aspect of a business. So even if we're thinking about the Afton house, it's always been with the intent to rent it on Airbnb. It's never been a thing where it's like, maybe we will, maybe we won't. It was like, nope, we're going to design it from the get go as a rental so that we can enjoy it when we want it. But then it also just doesn't sit on the side of the mountain, just have this massive house that's going to waste so people can also enjoy it. Um, So I've, I've always loved design. My grandfather was a carpenter. And so my sister and I learned to stain and varnish furniture from actually my mom. It was a school teacher. So during the summers, we always were renovating and redoing something. So that's been a passion and a love of mine forever. So it's been cool to kind of actually merge those. And in the last probably five years, I found I'm actually doing only design projects. So I had been still offering other marketing formal services like websites and things like that. But as it's shifted, I think I've got 10 design clients now. Half of them are commercial and half of them are residential, which is fun. And then I've got kind of that sweet spot in the middle. And so I've got a number of clients actually looking to do Airbnbs or thinking about turning spaces into Airbnbs. So it's a really fun that's a, it, and I love that. Yeah. I love it because you're thinking about it from like a marketing standpoint. Like, how do I market a house? How do I market an experience and a space for people to stay and enjoy, but then also have a beautiful aesthetic and set apart that way? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I really hope that you take this as a compliment and not an insult because I mean it as a compliment, but I am not a designer. So, and I know that designers, yeah. designers are a little finicky, but, you know, <laughs> there, there are a lot of short term rental uh, designers out there. And, you know, people, there there are trends right, that come and go. Some people really love yeah. the big splashy, like, murals, the Instagram, like, you know, walls yeah. that you can take photos with or whatever. I feel like your aesthetic is, like, way more like Studio McGee. Like, if, stu- oh, if sure. Studio yeah, McGee yeah, yeah. was, like, an, was going to design an Airbnb, <laughs> it would be the Afton House. Yeah. That, that's yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Um, okay, good. I am glad. I'm, gl- I'm glad that's a compliment. Um, yeah, absolutely. But, um, but yeah, it, I mean, it, again, it, it doesn't look, when you look at it, it, it doesn't look like you're kind of run of the mill, short-term rental, even even one that yeah. is well-designed. So, uh, again, props, sure. props to you there. I, I did want to ask a question okay. about, yeah. uh, as you guys, as so, so you – you bought the land, you, you built the house. You, you said you were doing it a, you know, a little bit slowly. The, the pandemic was, was a reality, right? Yeah. Uh, supply yeah. and, and labor was, was hard to come by. Absolutely. At what point in time did, or, or was there a point in time where you guys thought, Hey, maybe we should just like sell it. Like what, like what, did you, did, was there yeah. any fear along the way or, or were you pretty convicted that this would work? Yeah, I mean, I think we we definitely had a lot of prayer that went into it, and we we held it with an open hand. Yeah. And so our prayer actually was like we kept being like, "Okay, God, when you shut it down," and then he kept being like, "Go." Yeah, yeah. So it was a definitely an act of faith for us on that part um, because it did feel so big. I would say it definitely was more on all aspects than we ever anticipated. And again, it just, um, by God's grace, it's everything lined up well, really well. And I, hopefully that keeps us pretty humble. Cause we're like, we don't know what we did or didn't do to make it right, but it's it somehow worked out. And so far it's sticking where it's at and not falling down the side of the mountain. So you did something right. Yeah. It's something right. Yeah. I guess so. Maybe got enough concrete on the side of the building and then that side of the mountain and said enough prayers. We'll see. But yeah. Brendan and Helen, I want to hear the story behind how you both first became acquainted with with Summer. How did you how did you discover Summer to to begin with, Brendan? 
So a very close friend of mine, we'll just call him Jay. He uh, had been working for several years in like the real estate startup businesses and market. And he had come to know uh, one or both of Summer's founders. Helen, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go first over to, to you here. When, when you first heard about Summer's like business model and, and how it all worked, what did you think about it? Had you guys considered a vacation home before? Was this was this your first vacation home? I think for us, um, we had always talked about it, thought about it. You know, we weren't necessarily set on the location where we were sort of dreaming big and, you know, always talking about where that would be. I think the thing with Summer was it was easier to make that a reality, right? Like they sort of laid out the steps on a timeline that was way faster than we ever thought could be possible to have that second ownership. And I think the incentive for us was really like the idea of taking advantage of the summer house now while our kids are still around and interested in being with us and hanging out with us rather than, you know, saving for retirement for that second home, dream home down the road. I'm curious, what was the process like actually finding and and ultimately uh, acquiring the home. Can you walk us through sort of how Summer helps facilitate that or helps kind of like hold your hand? So I think we really appreciated what Summer offered, which was first a realtor that could help vet homes in a way that was a bit more strategic, like would this location be good for rental, would it not? Thinking about those terms was really helpful to have. And would this home perform in a way that would be helpful for, you know, as an investment? So that was the first step. And the second step was just the acquiring process. They were really hands-on, really proactive in terms of putting in an offer, doing due diligence. Yeah, I would say not only that, but they like literally did the work, right? Like they had an inspector, then they had like specialists come and look at things and they did it all within a matter of days. And we were interested in what was happening, so they kept us informed. But honestly, like, we didn't really have to do anything. If something doesn't check out or, you know, something isn't right about the model, like, we'll figure it out in the next few years and we won't buy the house. One of the things that I know that they they help out with is the, beyond the actual acquisition of the home, is the, the design, kind of like the furnishing of the home, and then ultimately like the listing of the home on OTAs like like Airbnb. What what was the process of the of the you know redesign or or refurnishing? How how did that work? So we had a you know a designer who had great furniture sources and they had access to stuff that we didn't have. So I feel like I did get my dream house in terms of design and and Summer was able to realize that. And it's not anything that we could have done on our own, especially living far away and having the time to, to source all the stuff. Well, one last question on that front. How, did, how does it work in terms of like the budgeting for that? Like does Summer say, hey, you know, our redesign, rehab, you know, uh, the furnishing budget is, is X and then you guys kind of play within that budget or like how, how do you guys determine how much is spent on on sort of getting the home ready for for guests so there is a fixed amount they set it um i forget exactly what it was but it was enough to fill the house and they definitely benefit from 
local sourcing and, you know, the fact that they have a number of properties in a certain area and things like that. Yeah, I think it was helpful too. Like I had an idea of one room doing like big, bold, bright colors, kind of like Miami style, which wasn't really like the look of the Hudson Valley. And so we had to sort of tone that down, but it made sense though, from a, you know, Airbnb short-term rental perspective, like not everyone is gonna want something that crazy. So that was actually really helpful. <laughs> we could buy a house, we could set it up as an Airbnb, we could list it on Airbnb, right? They have access to scale and data that we don't, that makes them a smart choice. Thank you both so much for your time. This is great. I'm so glad and excited for you guys that you've uh, you're, you know, halfway through sort of this uh, beta test with your vacation home. It sounds like you guys have already been able to make incredible memories there. It's very, very exciting. Uh, and for those tuning in, if you want to learn a little bit more about summer and explore whether or not summer might be a great option for you, you can find all the details to their website and more information on their product offerings in the show notes below. Did you guys do yeah. a fair amount of research uh, beforehand? Because I know, you know, Virginia wine country decently yeah. well. And, and like you don't yeah. see, you don't see as many, right? And I think there are more and more yeah. that are starting to come. But like you don't see luxury yeah. like vacation rentals or at least a sure. lot of them. And it, Virginia yeah. wine country, is it, it is beautiful. You know, there's obviously a lot mm -hmm. of wealth in the D.C. metro area, you know, wealth in yeah. Richmond. Like it, you think it'd be a prime space for more yeah. luxury accommodations. So did you guys do a bunch of research ahead of time or were you just kind of like, hey, you're building it for you and you live in the area. So like, yeah, how did you approach that? It's, it was a both and. Um, so it was definitely one of those things that were like, hey, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. And we want to do it to like our desired standards and comforts. Yeah. And um, But then also I for sure hopped on the Airbnb and was like looking around at comps. There, at the time there was only one house that was about the same size. So that kind of gave us a good idea of like what could be expected from rental rates yeah. and how many times it was rented occupancy, those types of things. Um, so that gave us a good handle. Um, the initial thought going in and what I think we'll touch on the wander thing here in a little yeah. bit is that our business model was definitely a higher end. And the way we wanted to play it was a higher nightly rate yeah. to keep the usage down. Yeah. Um, just from like a wear and tear standpoint, um, certainly it's going to be probably changing a little bit in the next little you know, months as Wonder takes over and they kind of deploy a different idea on how they want to run it. But um, that was, that was kind of our heart behind it was like, we didn't set a huge high bar for success. It was like, you know, if it breaks even every month and our mortgage is paid, we'll be pretty happy. Yeah. And it's definitely exceeded that. Yeah. So that's been nice. Yeah. That's like a really interesting strategy too. Again, it, because yeah. you guys, you, you designed it, you poured so much into it, right? Like, and, and the goal is to be able to use this as, as a, a family home. Right. And so, yeah. and so being able to charge a higher nightly rate so that yeah. the usage is down, right? That, that is a yeah. super, super interesting strategy and someone, something that, you know, hopefully listeners can, can take away with, uh, walk away with and, and consider as they build their own sort of like luxury, luxury homes. Yeah. I, I want to talk about, uh, the Wander Network in a second, but before we do yeah. so, I want to go back to design here because okay. I, um, I, I, I'm always interested in like how people build beautiful things. Right. And, okay. and I want to, like, I think about this kind of a project and I think yeah. it has to be so overwhelming. Like, 
Like, where do you start, right? Like you're building something <laughs> in, in many ways, like a renovation is yeah. easier because you, yeah. you you have a defined space, you know, roughly yeah. like where the kitchen was, you could right. totally reimagine it, but like you, you have tighter guardrails. Yeah. Yeah. You've got some yeah. constraints, yeah. right? You guys just yeah. had open land. So like, yeah. how do you approach a project like this? Like, do you have, and now that yeah. you've you're taking on additional clients, right? Like talk yeah. to us a little bit about your creative process and, and how you start a project like this. Where do you begin? And yeah. then how does it progress? Yeah. So for this one, we had a pretty strong idea of what we wanted in terms of design. So we went ahead and engaged with a local architect here in Richmond. And so we went ahead and did that because we thought it would be easier to get our designs finished, get those buttoned up and then take them to builders to price. Um, you know, some builders do design builds that you can design with in-house, but for us, it was one of those things that we wanted to know that our architect was only beholden to us and didn't have any, you know, other things they were trying to consider it consider when they're thinking about the design. And so we found an amazing architect that I've worked with now on a number of projects. We're working on a renovation here in Richmond on our house. So she and I have chat almost daily now and she's amazing and she was super collaborative so I was able to you know give her my ideas and she really tied the bow on what we knew we wanted to get to execution yeah. and then at that point we engaged with our builder who's from Monte Homes out of Charlottesville and they thankfully have a very strong process that they run people through and so they um they used um co-construct which is an online management software and super helpful to have something that just like holds all of the decisions that need to be made and really puts you on a timeline and just shows you upcoming decisions so that's super helpful um i would say by nature my husband and i are people that um like making a lot of decisions and can take a lot of information in we even got fatigued during the process for sure but um i have a lot of clients that maybe don't like that you know, that level of engagement or decision-making. And to that, I would say like, if you just know you're not that type of person engaging with a professional or hiring someone to act as your guide is like the best money you could ever spend. (laughs) Cause it would be, I think the worst part would be is that if you are considering dabbling in anything building, you know, you're going to be investing to a certain degree. And the worst thing would be to get all the way through and then have regrets at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Is there like a, as you think about whether it was this project or even just your your future project or your current yeah. projects with with clients, is there like a room that you like to start with, like when when you're coming up with your your ideas? Oh yeah, absolutely the kitchen. Okay. I think that's like the heart of the home. That's where you're going to find people gathering. So if you can knock it out of the park from a kitchen standpoint, um, I think if you you know if anyone's like us, you get together a family and you make big meals and you're all gathered around the table and it just it's just so much warmth and joy and if you like traveling with family, I think the kitchen is just where people land. Yeah. So if you can think about that from a a standpoint of how do you make that work well, then I think a lot of the other details can fall into place pretty easily. Do you have a room that you like hate doing or that causes you like a lot of stress? The mechanical room. <laughs> I don't have any strong preferences on like hot water his- heater systems and all that. And my husband nerds out like crazy. Like he was like, I want this electrical panel. Like, so, I mean, our mechanical room is beautiful, but I couldn't tell you the name of anything that's in there. And he could tell you the name of everything that's in there. So, 
yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He does definitely the like behind the scenes and I'm more the everything that's pretty on the, on the front. Yeah. Side. Yeah. Well, Hey, it's good to have a partner yeah. that like you can collaborate <laughs> that, you know, is the exterior uh-huh. and, and the yeah. interior yang and, and whatnot. You, you need 100%. that. <laughs> yeah. I am so good. I, we've said many times to each other, like we wouldn't take a project on like this if it wasn't for both of us. Cause we just brought our strengths to the table. And I'm like, I could have put a really pretty house on the side of the, the, side of the mountain, but it could have fallen down <laughs> because I know nothing about structures or physics. And yeah, uh, he's very gifted in those areas. Oh, that's but, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I, so I want to talk about the, the wander network. So we've had John yeah. Andrew, who's the founder of wander on this podcast. We've talked to, yeah. I, I love the wander team. They're incredible people. And yeah. just for, yeah. for the sake of our, our listeners who might not be familiar, wander is building a really, really cool brand. They're trying to vertically integrate the whole short term rental mm-hmm. space to have properties that you can book direct through wander that can be managed yeah. by wander. You can, they have a REIT that you can invest in, right? It's a, it's a really, really cool, uh, business model and and they definitely skew like luxury larger homes mm-hmm. at, at mm-hmm. higher you know uh nightly rates that are i think mostly intended for uh groups and or you know small groups and or large families or, or yeah. a couple of families who yeah. are, are vacationing together i think that's that's their kind of like a core model but um and, and i know that they've been exploring a, a, a wander network they typically go and buy and own homes but i think that, i think that model yeah. is shifting maybe a little bit now so can you just tell us taylor from your experience yeah. thus far what is the network like and and yeah. how did these conversations come to be and what yeah. is, what will it look like moving forward yeah so i had i had actually not heard of wonder before and um Zach, who's one of the, I think he's Johnny Andrew's right hand at this point, reached out on LinkedIn and found me and said, Hey, would you entertain a meeting? And at that point we said, sure. It's, you know, we're open to listening and hearing anything. Well, then I did a quick search and it said that it said wander buys houses. And I immediately wrote back and was like, Hey, hey, we're not looking to sell our house. Yeah. So <laughs> if you were actually trying to get a meeting to, to buy the house, we're not, we're really not interested. And he said, no, things are shifting a little bit. Would you still take a meeting? And we said, sure. And so ultimately what um, I think they're looking to do now is have wander operated is what they're calling yeah. it. So they are taking on houses that they then operate and manage and run through their pipeline and systematize everything. Um, and I think going into the meeting, we were pretty hesitant. Um, I'm, I guess taking one step back and we have learned through this though, that I, I love to build. I'm a builder. I don't know if you have ever done the Patrick Lencioni working genius test, but it's one of my favorites. Um, (laughs) I, if anyone's familiar, I'm an ID. So I'm an inventor discerner, which is why I love design. Why I love guardrails, figuring out like it's a puzzle to me. You get to execution and I want to light it on fire. (laughs) So unfortunately that means I've been fine managing like all the Airbnb stuff. And I like, thrived on building like the welcome guide, the experiences, the QR codes that we've got all around the house, yeah. and those things. But then like the interfacing with guests has been fine, but it's just not like a thing that I thrive yeah. in and I get excited about. Yeah. So as they were explaining what they do and how they think about um, luxury and managing houses and their standards, it was something that I started to be like, this is not my favorite part of owning this house. Yeah. <laughs> I might be interested in this. Um, and then I think, I don't know if I ever told my husband this or Zach this, but the thing that sold me was in Zach was like, yeah, we have a branded smell for all the houses. And I was like, these are my people. <laughs> I, cause I nitpick every detail and scrutinize everything. And maybe it's the marketer and yeah. me that 
is like, hey, the experience, the communication, everything just needs to flow. Like it's a branded experience. I want people to like our house has a logo and, you know, more stuff than really is needed. But that's because I like to nerd out on all of that. But um, yeah, so when Wander came, and I really was like, you know what, if I were to go build an ideal situation where I ran houses and had the bandwidth and the personnel and everything behind, this is exactly what I would build. So I'm honored and we were humbled that they even asked and were interested in our house. And so as we sat with it and really thought about it, it was like, you know what, I think they, they can actually do it better than we can. And so this is something that we should really think about turning over to them and managing. I don't know if you can see this. I need to see my camera, but um, one thing that we talked to them about is they are switching all of our bed linens over. So we have boxes. Oh my gosh, I can see. It. Yeah. For, and for our listeners who might not be watching this, there's a lot of boxes uh, behind Taylor. <laughs> we just returned everything we put in the house oh in August. And I we, we have 13 beds. Oh so my they gosh. brought the sheet and we bought three sets of everything. Jeez. So I have, <laughs> you can do the math on that. Yeah. That's not there. So. <laughs> My friends in Richmond are going to be getting lots of um, sheet sets and pillows and comforters just gifted to them (laughs) (laughs) for all their birthdays going forward. (laughs) Exactly. exactly. So so what? They have like a preferred sheet that they – preferred bedding set that they like. Okay. They do. That's amazing. Even mattresses. Even mattresses. Okay. Mattresses. Attention to detail. Okay. They sent us the spreadsheet of the amenities required for a Wonder House, and I want to say it was like – 350 items wow. and we just had to go through and be like have it don't have it have it don't have it wow. and i think that they make a great point they want a, a repeatable experience yeah. so if you book a wander house you know what you're getting it's a product that should be the same across the board yeah so yeah you know after i got over the heartburn of that it was like i understand <laughs> i trust you guys yeah yeah um, you respect it as like a marketer yeah. as a designer yourself yeah you know exactly. uh, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow that's amazing so, who to thunk right yeah. that you'd have to go and return all your bedding <laughs> yeah there's no returning it now it's six months old so that's yeah, true just gifting yeah gifting it, it gifting it yeah you don't even get to return it <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be like oprah with bed sheets yeah you get a bed sheet. You get, everybody a gets a bed sheet you want to do day cover yeah <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Last minute cancellations suck. And that's why we built Ping. Ping makes it easy for guests to be notified when their favorite Airbnbs become available. Ping is a simple widget that lives on your website or your direct booking site and allows your fans and followers to sign up and be notified if their preferred dates become available. Here's how it works. Jimmy sees that you're booked the whole month of October, but he wants to be notified if any three-night window in the month becomes available. Jen is a returning guest, and she wants to be notified if any week in June, July, or August becomes available. In a matter of seconds, Jimmy and Jen fill out the simple form, and they will be pinged if the requested dates become available. And as a host, you will immediately get pinged via email with Jimmy and Jen's contact information and requested dates, which enables you to build up your own database of guest email addresses. Ping is what the best Airbnb hosts use to maximize bookings. You can get access to our beta pricing with plans that start at just $39 a year at bnbping.com. Again, that's bnbping.com. 
what's really interesting yeah. is uh, the way that John Andrew and, and the team there has have always talked about Wander is like they're trying to build this like distributed like hotel experience, right? Yeah. And and in yeah. the same way that when you go to a luxury hotel, you go to you know a, yeah. a Ritz Carlton or a Four Seasons, like you you know what you're going to get, yeah. You know what to yeah. expect, and anything short of that, right, is is yeah. disappointing. And one of the biggest critiques yeah. that people have had of Airbnb for for years, right, is that you book an Airbnb that's got five stars that costs X dollars and it looks beautiful and you show up and it's not right. And then you book another one that's got five stars and the same price and you show up and it's perfect. And like the, the consistency, right. Is, is something that from a traveler's perspective, like people have, have, have not appreciated over the years. So I think the model is, is really, really cool. Hard to execute, hard to execute, but, uh, really cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, to that end, I would say like everyone we've interfaced with, like they are so spot on on the hospitality aspect. Like it seems like whatever training or personnel they're like how they're attracting people. It just, it's been amazing and incredible that they have, you know, my pleasure. And it's, you know, they, they just go over the top and they really have that customer service. So maybe, maybe in 10 years from now, it won't be like the Ritz Carlton training. We'll all be going to, it'll be like the wonder personnel training that everyone will be sending there. <laughs> They're people too. But, I love it. Um, I love it. Yeah. One, one aspect that we had when we were looking at it was that we had found this incredible couple that had been our property managers and they were actually doing the cleaning for us. Like they just treated the house like it was their yeah. own. And they, and so we had talked to Wonder and said, you know, the Millers, who is this, this amazing couple, they come with the house. So we got to find a place and a home for them. And so they did, like it got worked into it. So they've come along and now they're part of the team with wonder wow. and so yeah really excited about that too that is amazing yeah and and it'll be really interesting interesting to see sort of how, how this model continues to evolve and maybe yeah. we'll have to check in with you in in six months to see how how it's yeah. going um because yeah i, I think what's, what's really interesting about their model and and others that are like i think of summer i don't know if you're familiar with summer but you know no, they their their big shtick is helping people buy their second vacation home um or, or their first vacation home their second yeah, home and what's yeah. really cool about their model is you pay like uh, a down payment on the home and then for two years I've heard of that. yeah yeah like you can yeah. you can if if you know they get they go they find the home for you they design mm-hmm. it for you in mm-hmm. collaboration and then if after two years you're like and eh, this and they rent it on airbnb in the process and if, if it's just not okay. working if you if you, yeah. if you don't like it if the, the revenue doesn't make sense or whatever you can basically just get your down payment back and then walk away right wow. so that's their whole wow. model but right yeah. they it, my point in bringing them up is they're also building out like the summer network and what's yeah. what's cool. And I think the value to, to those tuning in right now is if you, if you have the opportunity and you've got the right product to, to partner yeah. with, with some of these folks and join their network, what's cool about it is they have a vested interest in marketing your yeah. property and, and they, yeah. they, they, their business is dependent on you getting yeah. bookings. Right. Um, exactly. and so yeah. it, it's like, it's a, it's a really cool opportunity if you can, if you qualify and you can, and you can join one of these mm-hmm. networks, especially a startup that's a little bit like earlier on before yeah. they get too big too. Right. Yeah. Um, they really yeah. will treat you like the, yeah. you know, the customer that, that, that you are, that, that you, you'll, yeah. you'll be treated how, how you want to be treated, um, yeah. which, which is really yeah. cool. Yeah. It's been great. Again, they've all been so incredible to work with and so kind and we've really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah. No, hopefully, hopefully it's the same story again in six months. Yeah. But yeah, so far, so far, so far, so good. Um, yeah. Well, I, I'd love to hear about any other projects uh, that yeah. that you're working on, Taylor. That are that are bringing you joy. That are that are inspiring yeah. you. Like, what yeah. what else are you are you working on these days? 
So really the the big one, well, I have a few. So I'm renovating a new orthodontic office that's an old building and it's terribly ugly. So that's been a <laughs> challenge in and of itself to put a lot of lipstick on that pig. Working through some renovation plans on our house, which is a 1927 house. So that's another wow. um, fun project, but, you know, very different concerns to be are currently contemplating ripping off the whole roof because of structures and stuff. So that's, that's interesting. Um, I do, again, I have a couple clients that I'm working with in this Airbnb idea. One has a fully rebuilt pre-Civil War um, cabin. Wow. And we're really at a decision point of like trying to understand, like, do you set it up in a way that's luxury, you know, it, or is it, simple you know yeah. what, where do you want to fall in the market yeah. and so i filter and talk to her through kind of um a couple different options um i'm trying to push and help like get the quantifiable data so like an air dna yeah. or some of those price labs to help understand like what can you rent in your market yeah um coupled with design to understand because some of these markets i just don't spend enough time in to know but it's fun to jump in and, and learn about them and see if we can't create a product. Yeah. Others, I have clients that are sending me listings. They want to do a river house. And so they're just sending me houses. And I, I told them the weirder, the better. And then they went and found a completely circular house. And I was like, you check that box pretty well. Um, so yeah, it's been fun to just see what what's out there and how um, even from like the river, which I don't know how many listeners are familiar with Virginia, there's tons of rivers because yeah. people, you know, can get out to the bay, the coast pretty quickly. And so that's been an interesting concept as well to see like one side of the river versus the other, like what kind of bookings you get. And it, that's been fun to kind of solve from like a business case standpoint. And then seeing how design ladders up to all those things. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I it it sounds like you've got your hands full with with these 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 projects and talk about like yeah. so many different ones which which is cool and yeah. to your, to your point about uh, AirDNA, I was actually just talking to a uh, a uh, uh, partner of of ours and um one of the things that AirDNA is working on right now is they're trying to help folks I guess discern a little bit especially mm-hmm. with, with like a unique home or a mm-hmm. more luxury home like mm-hmm. how does that comp in your market because yeah. sometimes just market comps are, are only so helpful when like you're doing something yeah. new or you're doing something unique yes. and you you look at oh, this yeah. place in in virginia orange virginia or whatever it is yeah. you know? and it just yeah. it, it looks really bad because there's there isn't a unique state there yeah. there isn't an action yeah. house there right or or, yeah. or what or what have you and so i yeah. i you know, for our listeners' sake, I know that AirDNA, from a product standpoint, is working on on this very uh, this That'd very issue, uh, which I, th- I yeah. think will be great once it's once it's able to be solved. Yeah, I will say to that point, I think that the suggested rate from some of those was about half what we ended up charging, <laughs> and it was one of those things that, again, like we wanted to test the market high, yeah, and find our sweet spot, and we were pretty comfortable in some of those places that we landed with usage and price points and things like that. So. Yeah. Um, you know, there, you never know what the data is optimizing for exactly if yeah. it's occupancy or other things like you can try and finagle them enough, but to the lay person like me, who 
just like I'm clicking a bunch of things and I hope it, <laughs> <laughs> I hope it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think a feature like that might be a little bit more helpful. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, yeah. did I check too many boxes or too few uh, yeah, boxes? Like, <laughs> too many boxes. Move back. Less fewer boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love so, it. Uh, yeah. Well, Taylor, this has been yeah. great. I, I'm really appreciative yeah. of you coming on and, and sharing a little bit of your story with us. And uh, again, the work you've done with the Effin House is just absolutely stunning for, for our listeners. I'll be sure to have links to the uh, in the show notes to to your listing to to your website. Are you are you taking on new clients? Are you interested in having new conversations? I know a lot of folks who are listening to this podcast yeah. are doing really cool things, and they might need some design yeah. support. So what what yeah. what bandwidth do you have if somebody's interested in uh, engaging you? I will say my website is terrible. It just exists <laughs> like it's just like a check the box thing. And so actually, I have a break here coming up scheduled and part of the work that I'm going to do is hopefully slow down and focus on building different packages. So mm. whether it's like consulting or management, things like that. Um, so that is something I'm considering in the next month. I, I'm kind of maxed out on clients from local full service Richmond, but I'm always chatting with people and understanding what potentially could be. So I would say the probably the best way to reach me is on Instagram, Taylor Bates Design. And um, I would say if anyone's actually curious, feel free to reach out and let's have a conversation. Yeah. yeah. Well, great. I will have links to your Instagram in the show notes below, as well as to the Afton House. Um, but Taylor, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. It's been a it's been a real pleasure. Thank you, Zach. I appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Behind the Stays. I'd love to know what you thought of the episode. Feel free to shoot me an email directly at Zach, that's Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com, or find me on X, formerly Twitter, at ZBoozy, that's Z-B-O-O-Z-E-E, or on LinkedIn at Zach Cruz. If this is your first time tuning in, it's a pleasure to have you, and we hope to have you back again soon. If you've been a listener for a while, though, I'd greatly appreciate if you could subscribe and then leave us a rating and review of the show wherever you are currently streaming this podcast. Last but certainly not least, Spontaneous and Behind the Stays are totally bootstrapped, and my ability to bring you these stories is only possible because of our incredible advertising partners. We're very much a startup show, and while our growth rate is amazing, thanks to all you who keep tuning in and sharing our show with your friends and family, we haven't quote-unquote made it yet. So if you could do me a huge favor and go and check out the sponsor for today's episode in the show notes below, I would greatly appreciate it. Even if their offering doesn't make sense for you right now, sending them a quick message on social or an email, just saying that you're listening to the show and you appreciate their support would be incredibly amazing. All right, friends, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we will see you on the next episode of Behind the Stays.